Hey, you've made it to Sprayspace, where people managing social media accounts come for community. This year, our focus is social media for good. Together, we can work to make social media a landscape for healthy online communities to grow. Sound good? Then come along with us on the Sprayspace podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and strive to make social media better for us all. Welcome everyone to the Spriceface Podcast. I'm Lacey and today we are continuing to honor Mental Health Awareness Month with a focus on social media mental health. I've got two wonderful, wonderful people with me. Uh, One is Adrian. Hello. And we've also brought you Elena Brinton. Elena is a licensed independent clinical social worker. She's founded two clinics. One is Anchor Point Counseling, and the second is a nonprofit mental health walk-in clinic called Blue Mountain Health Cooperative. Elena sees the ever-increasing need for mental health care and is working to create environments that move people quickly into the services they need through the integrated care systems established at her nonprofit. Elena... Welcome very much to the show. We're so grateful to have you here. How are you doing? I'm great, and I'm grateful to be here. I love talking about mental health and all of its facets, so this is really exciting. Good. For those of us who have uh, been to some form of counseling or are thinking about it, I hope this is a nice little piece for us to all kind of think about our mental health, where we're at, and how social media kind of feeds into that. So before we get into the really big meat of our conversation today, I want to ask you, is there any piece of social media content this week you saw that brought you joy? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that has brought me joy in the last week is how I utilize social media to foster my my connections with real people. Okay. Um, and my my best friend and I utilize gifts to send each other love every day. And so it just it's a demonstration, I guess, of how how well she gets me. And they're number one, they're hilarious half the time. <laughs> and you know it's also a message just to say I'm thinking about you and I love you and I'm here with you today and so I I can't narrow it down necessarily to one thing that has brought me joy but it's always on a social media platform because it's quick and it's easy so I would say that that's something that brings me joy daily actually I, I love finding the perfect gif, you know, to send to somebody. I had a friend who is just chronically judgmental, okay, um, you know, especially, like, in the car and, like, just judging everybody on the road and, like, we would call it the hammer of judgment and I'm, like, texting him one day and I'm, like, listen, you need to put the hammer down and then I found this gif of Thor hanging up his hammer, like, on a coat rack. It was just you know just perfect and see those are the things that actually i feel like this is the way that we can utilize social media in a way that builds really beautiful connection because it lightens those things that like you know that's that's kind of a sharp edge and that's exactly the way my best friend and i are utilizing social media because half the time it's about you know maybe the less uh pretty sides of each of us (laughs) <laughs> that we're sending those gifts back and forth about, but it, mm-hmm. but it, at the same time, the, the underlying message is I'm here with you. I see you and I love you. Mm-hmm. If I could, uh, butt in here for a second, I will say, uh, a little bit of background. I know Elena actually from high school and one of the reasons why I 
wanted you on the podcast was because we're Facebook friends. And over this last, well, before this last year, but especially this last year, 2020, when it was just pure chaos, everybody was tearing each other apart over the COVID, over the election. And Elena and I come from a conservative part of the country, but there's part lots of us that live in other parts of the country that have different views. And so you know how those conversations on Facebook can always just like devolve into awfulness. And Elena always brought it around, at least in your conversations that you would start. I noticed that um, even though you might have a difference of opinion with somebody, you it was just so healthy. And so that's why I really, with, with, now I associate you with mental health care, not because I really knew your background. I just saw that. And then I was like, oh, that's what she does. And then we we're doing this podcast. And I was like, I know the person. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I was really excited about getting to talk about this is because um, I think, I think that we have to be really mindful I mean, in our day-to-day lives, but especially on social media, um, about what we're putting out and what we're taking in, because it is so easy to get caught up in those uh, those tra- traps of devolvement into chaos and sadness and, you know, all of those other really nasty things where instead of being social con- socially connected, which is what really this was supposed to be, was a platform of social connectedness. It's a platform of social disconnectedness. Mm-hmm. And um, if we're not mindful of how we're using it, it can cause a lot of anxiety, depression. I mean, the research shows it, right? So in isolation and all of these other feelings of loneliness, and that is not how I don't think I don't think it was originally intended to be with a lot of the social media platforms. Well, I'm glad you bring that up at this point, too, because one of the things that I told you we were going to talk about from the beginning is kind of the positives and negatives of social media use. And um, I loved getting some notes that you sent back that talked about the positives. It actually felt really validating because a lot of the positives that we talk about kind of on our own, aside from mental health, were listed in your thing, too. So I'm going to kind of briefly go through some of the positives um, because, you know, good vibes are only good for a little bit. Let's then we'll get into the negative. Um, and how we're combating that and whatnot. So some of the positives that you talked about and that we're totally in line with too is number one, connection, right? Social media is there for us to feel connected. That's the whole, like you said, that's the whole point for us to be able to communicate with people who, you know, may be close to us physically, maybe far from us physically, but just keep us in communication. Um, Find new people to connect with, um, promote worthwhile causes, um, find an outlet for your creativity and self-expression. That's so huge. You see this TikTok explosion that's happening with everybody getting to express themselves in these little micro um, pieces of content that they're putting out. Um, and of course, learning, right? Like we're using social media to learn, to connect, to entertain ourselves, to express ourselves. So those are some of the big positives of social media. Um, What I'm interested in from your perspective and from a mental health perspective is let's talk about some of the negatives. Like what's going on with people who are using social media so, so consistently and frequently as we are today? I think, I think it all goes back to 
being aware of your use and the intention behind your use. And this was even, this came out of when I was kind of researching um, on some of the some of the re more recent studies. When I went to school, we talked about social media use and everything like that, but I hadn't hadn't heard some of the more recent studies. So in preparing for this interview, I, I did look at some of the more recent studies and there was a really interesting one that came out of Harvard. Harvard and they, they actually said that social media does increase um, mental health and well-being when it's used with appropriate intention. Mm. And so I think that what you just said, you know, if if you're utilizing it intentionally for those purposes and being aware of the fact that you are using it to communicate and stay up, up to date with friends and family and you're not getting sucked into those cycles of bickering and fighting and things like that, um, and you're staying aware of how you're utilizing it, and the effect it's having on your emotions and your physical body too, because I know that a lot of people, I don't know about you, but I've caught myself scrolling late into the night and then I look at the clock and it's 2 a.m. Things like that, as long as we're staying aware of our usage, social media can actually be profoundly beneficial for a Yeah, mental. absolutely. Um, and what they actually pulled up in the study, what they were finding over the course, they did a really awesome study that took a nationally representative stamp sample and they found that um, as long as people are mindful, that it was bolstering mental health because in this, in this time we are so disconnected, even when we are able to be in person, that this is increasing outlets of connectivity. So they said though, that with the people who are being defined as unhealthy users, um, that they were needing to have effortful control over their usage. So it was these people that were developing habit loops that they were losing control over. Mm, interesting. So the people, yeah. So the people that are starting to find themselves scrolling without awareness that I'm using it. Um, and usually what's driving that is a fear of missing out. Like, oh, you know, I'm worried that I might be missing somebody tagging me in something. I'm worried that I might be missing, um, somebody you know like a post from my favorite influencer yes exactly mm -hmm. i might be missing an update what's happened since what's happened since i last checked or you know or even utilizing it to deal with feelings of boredom or loneliness when we're not necessarily using it to check on a specific relationship i have with somebody but i'm using it to fill a void so <laughs> i want to go back to this um idea of just so like just like any organ in our body like we our brain responds to what we put in it um so if i put a bunch of sugar into my body my body might like it for that moment but over time my body is not going to like it and that's the hard thing with social media is in some ways we're getting that positive reinforcement up front like hey i'm liking this thing i'm getting this hit of dopamine mm -hmm. for example this feel good of whatever is happening i'm liking it i'm getting likes on social media or i'm filling this boredom need for just this moment mm -hmm. but over the course of time it's actually not solving the bigger issue and that's the problem is that we might be filling a short-term need but we're actually not solving the longer term need and that's where these habit loops can start coming in that build longer term habits that are negative for us it, it reminds me of like for me i'm 
a person who really likes validation, right? I, I'm a words of affirmation kind of person. And so, you know, I might be seeking validation, like I'm going to put up an Instagram reel today. And, you know, I get that little short term validation of like, oh, it got this many views. And I, oh, somebody commented on it today. And, you know, what I'm really seeking is like this deep inner self acceptance that I'm just putting off one reel at a time. Like, and I w might never get to it. <laughs> And that's really beautiful for you to recognize, especially for other people to hear you recognize, because I think that until we're very, very honest with ourselves as to what is the route that I am trying to fulfill here, we can't be honest with what our social media usage is actually fulfilling for us. Mm. Um, and so I think that that's where we have to start noticing what are we trying to do with this? What am I, why am I on Instagram right now? Or why am I on TikTok right now? Or why am I why am I doing this? And then even maybe looking a layer deeper than that mm -hmm. initial answer. You know what it makes me think about, Adrian? A couple podcasts ago, we came up with this idea of an app called Mood Ring. Yes. Which, ah. which would be like a layer on top before you entered your social media it would like pop up and it would say how are you feeling and so like well, if no. i well you have to remember you put your 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 finger in the oh in yeah the, and then it and then it biometrically reads your body temperature or whatever your like pulse a mood ring. rate and then it gives you a color and it said and it unlocks your social media like okay now you are ready to receive this information or or maybe it's like, ooh, your your ex is uh, available now as like on, or maybe they got married or something. <laughs> Let's not open Facebook today. Let's you're locked out idea. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I it's like a mood that. ring. <laughs> and maybe maybe with this, Elena, with what you're talking about, maybe there's another layer of questions that's like, why are you using social media right now? And you have to answer you know, before your social media app opens. I'm, I'm doing it to connect with my friends. I'm doing it because I'm bored. I'm doing it because I'm sad, you know? It'd be interesting. Yeah. The hard thing for most of us, and especially in our culture, we live our life at such a pace that we don't take the time to ask ourselves those questions. And for the most part, most of us don't want to feel those uncomfortable feelings. We just want to go to our feed. Yes. <laughs> like, no, I, I was going to say, think about when you're waiting in line for the bus or waiting in line for an appointment or but back before, I think we all are kind of the age where like we remember the time before cell phones and you would just like stand around and wait and like, I don't know, zone out or I don't really remember what we did. But like if you're waiting, you, everyone is on their phone. Everyone is on their phone. And if you put it away and you look around, I mean, you could like have a conversation with a stranger or like watch the birds <laughs> or be inspired with an amazing idea like you know how people say like they get their best ideas in the shower well probably because you can't take your phone into the shower with you <laughs> and honestly that is something that we are as a culture missing out on is that unencumbered time of having input into our brain and so this is something too is like being very honest with yourself as to is this social media time 
meeting the need? Or are you short-term bandaging something to make yourself feel better for this moment? That's me most of the time. I got to be honest with you, (laughs) you know? Well, I mean, that's a lot of us. That's human nature. Like human nature says, I want this fixed right now. We are humans in in these animal bodies and we don't like to suffer. We really don't. And so when we feel an uncomfortable feeling, we go, Ooh, no, thank you. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we have this thing that does pretty much everything we need to take away most uncomfortable feelings or to like take away boredom, like, and like to give us cute cat videos and to like whatever we need right there at our all the time. And then we create these habit loops on top of it that our brain's really good at doing. I mean, it's the perfect disaster, right? The perfect little storm. Yeah. But this is where mindfulness is so important. So like, I did want to make sure I define what addiction is so that everybody can think about this. So addiction is defined as continued use despite adverse consequences. So this is where you have to identify for yourself. What is an adverse consequence? For me, I recognize my daughter came over to me and she said, mom, you're on your phone again the other night. And I went, oh, yuck. Oh, yuck. What are my values? What are my values in my life? My values are spending actual mindful time with my children. My values are, you know, throwing myself fully into whatever it is that's in front of me and not being pulled away because I see my phone light up. Like oftentimes I will have to turn my phone off or turn it upside down so that I don't have my, even if I don't go answer what I see happen, it takes my um, mind off for just the second when I see my phone light off, light up, mm-hmm. I don't even want it impacting my life that much. And so it's just yeah. being super aware of how these adverse consequences affect your behavior, how they affect your life, how they affect your, your social world. They can affect your work, but you have to be willing to be really honest with yourself as to like, how is this hurting things? I yeah. think that's really important. I remember back when COVID, when we were first starting to learn about COVID back in March, I, I definitely remember that anxiety of like not knowing. And I mean, I feel like we've all probably got just used to that feeling of not knowing, really. I mean, that, but that's really pretty much life, right? We don't really know what's going on all the time, but COVID really put into relief, like we don't really know what's going on. But like, there, like when it was first coming out and everyone was like, do this, don't do this, you know, clean everything don't like all of this like information and then I remember just like scrolling 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 you know it wasn't like I could just like read one update from like the CDC I had to go see what like Sweden was doing or this other person or like all this and but then but then you realize that you read every single piece of content about this thing and then you're like wait now I'm just scrolling through the same information over again because I just want that control I want to feel like you said Elena like uh okay you want it fixed I want this fixed right now (laughs) and like if you read everything that somehow it'll be fixed but it won't here we are but that's but that's where you it's it's, you can come to this level of noticing your behavior and then identifying what you're trying to do and then Mm -hmm. saying am I actually doing it and you're able in that moment I think to be like "Ooh, am I gonna fix COVID (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no I should probably my best bet right now is probably to go to bed mm-hmm. or you know to go take a couple deep breaths and do some yoga or mm-hmm. you know call a friend or do something like that that's actually going to improve my mental health instead of like continuing the cycle through nobody knows what we're doing anyway because <laughs> this is going to go forever 
Um, but yeah, our brain will trick us into thinking that this thing is solving the problem. There are a couple specific negativities around social media use that I want to to ask you about too. So one is about inadequacy about your life or appearance. So this is really important, right? We talk a lot about the idea that people share their social media highlight reel, basically. It's like a, you know, it's like the the top parts of their life and we're all comparing ourselves against each other's highlight reels. And I think from what we've found too, this is especially important, the younger and younger people are that are using social media, right? We're looking for this almost tribe mentality validation of our existence. Um, from a biological standpoint, we're looking for that acceptance. And if we're doing it so young and we're not getting it the way we think, it can be really dangerous. So tell us a little bit about this from, you know, from a psychological perspective. Where does this inadequacy about our life or appearance come from? How does it affect us through social media? Well, one of the common cognitive distortions, the things that our mind does, again, to trick us is to compare. And one of the most horrible things, I guess, I mean, it's already easy enough to compare when we're in person, but it's, it's even sneakier on social media because you're getting this specially handpicked piece. Whereas in person, like think about in school, like when you're in school with somebody, you're seeing the good and a little bit of the bad. People could kind of still put on a show, but you're seeing enough of them that the comparison might be a little bit less um, uh, triggering. On social media, people are literally handpicking every single thing they put on there. And for the most part, people are not going to handpick the things that make them look bad. <laughs> and so, you know, so if you already have this, inner self-critic that is speaking to you unkindly to see everybody else doing well and you're the one that's not that's a recipe for depression and for the most part especially when we're talking about younger the younger generation they don't necessarily have the skills to know that that is a distorted thinking Mm. They feel like that is real. Like I am the only one who has something wrong with me. So it becomes their reality, at which point they feel very broken and, you know, incredibly inadequate. I mean, and it can, I'm not saying that's only with the younger generation. I'm just saying that they're at a much higher risk of seeing, seeing that because they don't have the life experience to realize that those highlight reels are handpicked. You know what's interesting about that? Growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, we'd see like teen magazines and Vogue and all these magazines and like those were all, you know, airbrushed or whatever. And so I remember growing up and just feeling gross about myself all the time. And that, but, but recognizing that and growing through a few things of my own and now I have been very selective about who I follow. Even if somebody is like genuinely like a nice person or an influencer who is like really cool, but they like make me feel icky, you know, or like make me feel icky about myself, I just don't follow them. And so now I've been able to like create this feed. And nowadays we do have like different movements of of uh, body positivity and different uh, representation. And I follow all sorts of people and I do feel way better now than I used to, but it's because I had to recognize that myself, but like somebody who doesn't, hasn't gone through that and you just open up social media and all the the algorithms will show you immediately the most popular content and the most popular content is still going to be 
a very homogenous look. So yeah, and I think that something that you just said is really important that you had to specifically seek out the things that were going to fuel you. Yeah. And that weren't going to just burn you up. It's true. And again, that goes back to being intentional about your use with social media. And I don't think kids necessarily and teens and even some young adults know necessarily how to do that. And so I think that this is something that actually has to be maybe taught, modeled, and hopefully even talking about it today, we'll spread some education about how to do that in a thoughtful and mindful way to say, you know, what I put into my brain is really important and it does create feelings for me. Um, I am not immune. None of us are immune to what we put in our brain. It does create feelings. Everything that I am exposed to, my body, um, my mind, my psyche, is exposed to um, creates outcomes. And social media is a big one. I'm exposed to all these other humans, these thoughts, these feelings, and I need to be cautious about what I put in. And so it seems like you were cautious about picking people that lifted you up. And I think especially what was important to hear you say is your awareness of how it made you feel, right? And, and deciding to take a choice or to make a choice that changed that to take control of it right so like I feel jealous or I feel yucky when I see this content I can choose to unfollow right that awareness I think is really important one more thing I think you said Elena that that struck me is um you know about these inner self-critics that we have you know like because sometimes it's not even so much what's being said or not said about our content. It's what's being said in our own head about it. And we talk, we talk so much about trolls on social media and like how they come around trolling content, just spewing negativity. And I, all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, it's like trolls in our head. Like how many of us have trolls trolling our own life inside our own head right now? Well, yes. all of us have that troll. We just have to recognize when it's speaking. That's the thing. We all have some kind of an inner self-critic. Some of us just have it shouting at us. Some of us have it whispering at us and only under certain circumstances. Like all of us have some kind of inner critic. Like there is no, well, I won't say nobody. There are some people that maybe have no self-critic at which point <laughs> that's a different diagnosis. But um, <laughs> for the most part, all of us have that. Um, and so you just have to be aware of when it's speaking. I like the idea of naming it a troll so that I can kind of personify it in a way that is not me, <laughs> you know, and be able to say, oh, there's the troll again. You know, let's right. hide it. Hide that comment. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I, you know, honestly, that's, that's part of what I've done too, is really curate my um, social media to be very much in alignment with my values. Almost all of the things that are popping up on my social media feed are very much like um, posts that are illuminating art and illuminating like literature and you know meditation and all these things that like align with my values and the way i live my life and are very uplifting and um are things that keep that fuel me i don't necessarily go on social media because i want to see the most recent political argument or things like that and clearly uh as adrian said earlier there are some that clearly i end up seeing or getting involved in, but it's not, uh, everything I do, I try to do out of love because that is the core ethic of my life. I think it's just important to make sure that your social media is serving you. All right. Like so that. what if we flip that on its head and look at the problem of self-absorption? 
Okay, so how does social media use, some of us are comparing ourselves as being inadequate, but then there are others of us, or maybe it's the same people just at different times a day, um, who are kind of getting self-absorbed through the use of social media. Talk about that a little bit. I would ask, I would ask the question, how are these posts serving you and your mm. community? Because mm. it kind of goes back to the same question. What are you doing this for? Why are you doing these posts? Who are you doing these for? Is it serving the purpose you're aiming to serve? Yeah. And I think that like, that's really interesting to, to say that because sometimes I sometimes I follow people because I like their photography style and I think I like their style I like this I like that and then over time I um actually a few people who influ- a few influencers who are I thought were really cool they are really cool um but over time I mean influencers serve different purposes they influence in different ways they make money in different ways but a few of them um, will, will show clothes. They will get clothes from different uh, brands and they will like show them and then move on. And I started to think, I'm like, man, that's a lot of clothing waste. <laughs> <laughs> their business model, the way that they lead their life is not sustainable. They're, they're encouraging people to buy new clothes every single week, every single week, you know? And so even though I think that these people, I don't think they're like evil or like, bad and they're beautiful and they have you know their lives are fabulous and wonderful um and they you know but they are doing it out of their it's a business right and 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 I realized oh wait they're doing this as a business it's not that they are just doing this out of the kindness of their heart they're literally doing this doing this as a business and I don't agree with what they're doing like I really think that this fast fashion like from my perspective I'm like man I need to stop following them because they're going to start irritating me quite soon. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just, yeah, like, and realizing like, what is like, Elena, like, exactly what you said, what is, why are they doing it? Is it because they're, you know, what a reason that they have? And I realized like, oh man, they're just selling, they're just trying to sell stuff. Do I really, really want to just like watch a advertisement? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And I think what purpose is this serving for me? Yeah. Like, um, am I enjoying this for the beauty of the images? Mm-hmm. Am I in some way being like, or is my mind being changed? Am I somehow veering away from my values by following this content? And it sounds like that's what you were realizing is that you were veering away from your values at which point, and that's kind of what I realized when my daughter came and tapped me on the shoulder and was like, mom, you're on your phone, phone again. I'm using social media in a way that veers me away from my values. So I need to get back in alignment with my values. That would be the same thing I would ask somebody who's posting on social media in a way that's like, ooh, are we going towards self, self-absorption? self If that's something that you are wanting in your life and you feel like that's serving you, you go girl. You know, if you like- think that that is making you friends and you think that that is serving you in your life, and it's working for you, um, go for it. I would ask you to really look deeper. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's you, but I'm saying like, what, what are you trying to fulfill for yourself there? Um, and how are people responding? I would ask you to look at how are people responding to what you're doing? And is that alignment in alignment with who you desire to truly be? Mm-hmm. I, love that. I like that. <laughs> I, um, I have a couple of kind of campaigns that I do on my own content. And so I'm kind of trying to like mentally ask myself these questions, like, why am I doing these things? Right. So like one of which that I've been doing lately is I've been really 
meaning to just, I used to be a dancer, right? So I grew up and I danced all my life. And so as an adult sitting in a chair all the time, I just feel this yearning for movement, you know? And my chiropractor, who was also a, a gymnast, she knows my body very well. And she's like, Lacey, your body responds so well when you're when you're stretching regularly. And, and so I kind of started doing this thing where I'll do a, like a time-lapse video of a morning stretch. Right. So like I'll do, even if it's only a few yoga poses and some stretching and a little bit of, of deep breathing and I'll just put it up as a reel, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, so why am I doing this? Uh, okay. I'm doing it because one, I, I want to hold myself accountable. Like having, having a place to post it gives me this place to show like, look, I did it this day and this day, but I took this big break on these days and my back hurt pretty bad Those, you know? So there's kind of a sense of accountability just myself, I guess. However, I also, you know, I think it fits my personal brand idea well to be like, oh, that's Lacey. She does yoga, you know, even though it's like, it's only like 10 minutes in the morning that I'm like, you know, time lapsed. But I think it like makes people think uh, that maybe I'm more mindful than maybe I really am. So I'm kind of trying to have this public persona. So I think that maybe I, maybe there's a little troll in my head like, are you really that mindful, Lacey? Are you are the you really? The interesting thing is that you're you're doing it though. Yeah. So do you hear how you're talking? Yes. <laughs> oh, you got an inner critic, girl. So the interesting thing here too <laughs> is that like I'm wondering, I'm already hearing too that you're doing this podcast, and it seems to me like you like to educate people. Yes. I'm wondering very much. how you do is that like you're like look at this thing. I want to show you. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're right. I have had a couple people comment on them and be like, man, I should really start doing some of this soon, you know? And like, I think that that is the purpose too, you know, twofold. But I do think that I judge myself a little bit on like, what are you trying to look like, Lacey, doing this? What do you, you, what persona? You're allowed to. You are allowed to. I think you're not giving yourself permission. Ooh, this is I fun. like this. <laughs> it's a good uncomfortable yeah that's it's interesting and this is where I think you have to if and if you're uncomfortable that's great because that's where I think that the root of the question lives right and this is where we have to look at those moments where for example Adrian was getting uncomfortable with like what's happening for me looking at this content and you're you're like looking at how you post and you're getting uncomfortable and that's where we have to look that straight in the eye and say what's happening for me am I having fear of missing out Am I dealing with intense isolation? Is that why I'm using my social media? Am I depressed? Am I anxious? Is that why I'm using social media? You know, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is cyberbullying. Like, what's happening with all the cyberbullying? Um, I treat quite a few, well, I have treated in the past quite a few um, teenagers, and cyberbullying is rampant. I don't think it happens as, well, that's not true. It looks different in the adult population. Yes. It Mm -hmm. it looks different in the adult population than it does in teens, but teens can just be vicious and that will, it causes anxiety and depression rates to increase, just skyrocket. And so, you know, and these are some of the things that we just have to be so mindful of the circles that we're putting ourselves in, the people that we're putting putting ourselves in contact with, and how we're using social media. Otherwise, if we're not conscious of that, of course we're going to feel worse. And of course our our mental health is going to suffer. 
I think that's so interesting because, you know, as well as social media managers, uh, we see everything. We see everything, every every spectrum of, you know, politics, every spectrum of, you know, all the good things, too. But just um, we just see it all. And I mean, I remember back when um, the, the mask mandate came out from uh, the governor in Washington and um, speaking of adult cyberbullying, <laughs> adults. I mean, our governor, Jay Inslee, you know what I mean? It's just like whether or not you agree with, with him as a person, whatever, there were there was so much ugly and nasty and gross stuff happening and they're adults and they're and they're using their words in like just embarrassing ways and then and then it's like, why do you wonder why kids cyberbully? Like, mm. look at what you were doing. <laughs> Cyberbullying. You're cyberbullying. <laughs> Really, yeah. I really feel strongly like if we don't have a foundation in whatever we're doing and have that be a foundation of love and love, I don't mean love as in like fluffy unicorns and rainbows, but I do mean like some general level of respect and kindness. And I can say something to you out of love and have you not like it. Yeah, like you calling me very... out on my troll, my inner troll. <laughs> but it was out of love. Yeah. And it would be loving for me to like not say that. Because I hope, though, the entire reason for having this conversation is to say the hard things so that we can grow, right? That's the whole reason for facing these things. I have goosebumps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you think, Elena? Like what like how can we? Because I so I'm also a adjunct professor at South Puget Sound Community College at, for social media, and I teach like intro to social media. And what's so interesting is. Uh, meeting my students and they are you know in their late teens they deal with some very interesting experiences on the internet and i you know i did not grow up like that and so it's just what would you what would you equip a young person with you know what 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 can we tell them gosh i just really think it comes down to being willing and ready to know yourself Mm -hmm. if you don't know yourself and what you stand for and who you want to be and how you want to show up in this world how are you supposed to know how you want to use social media i mean social media it's a tool and it's this great thing but it's a thing you're a human yeah and you are this entity that is this beautiful, ever-changing, you know, plethora of ideas and visions and values, but you got to get you figured out and get in touch with what you stand for before you get out there and get in that mix of everything else. (laughs) And if you don't have the skills to do that, you have the potential for going in there and getting harmed really or causing harm, frankly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I know watching trolls, I know watching the, the conversations unfold probably as a as a, um, a mental health care professional, I'm sure you, you can see you can read conversations and you can kind of just see the patterns like, oh, this person is the OK. And oh, there we go. All right. And you, <laughs> not that you could probably can't diagnose people like from Facebook, but like, I mean, I read it and I'm just like, oh, I bet you I could probably pick up that person in the crowd based on well, how they're It's so painful because I know that all of this comes from our own hurt and our own stuff. And that with just a little bit of looking at oneself, a lot of this could be avoided. And that's why I think that the the biggest thing I would be showing and teaching any student would be looking at our inner motivations, our inner habits. Like, why, why am I using it this way? Is this actually serving me? What are the outcomes of my usage? Um, 
like being a willing explorer in my own life, my own usage and how, how that's all coming together and how it progresses because how I use it this week versus how I use it, you know, six months from now might vary. Um, so just being willing to like flow with that process and be a learner, mm-hmm. a humble learner, I, love I think is really important. Also, maybe we could just get mood ring going. So that could help. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I dig that. I actually really love that idea. Now, I know that you have a couple of apps and programs that are like super beneficial to people's mental health too. Can you speak to that for just a few minutes? Yeah, I think, well, I can talk about some of the ones that I really like. Um, For example, I do, I love meditation. I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things that helps me be aware for myself. I teach a lot of my patients just, you know, general mindfulness activities and meditation is one of them. Breathing activities are, are, you know, some of them. So I think that uh, 10% Happier, for example, is one of the apps I use. Um, They also have a podcast that talks Mm. about a lot of mindfulness activities that you can be doing. Um, Headspace is another one. There's a gratitude journal. I believe it's just called gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I use that. It prompts me every single morning to write down something that I'm grateful for, which just gets me in the right headspace for my day. Um, Mine would be snacks every day every morning. I'm like, I'm just so grateful for Pringles, you know, again. humans were really actually pretty simple. <laughs> I love it. Um, the other one, uh, is Gottman's love nudge. I really like that for relationships. Mm. Um, it's a good one. If you have a partner or, a, you know, a husband or a wife or whatever, um, it actually, you can connect it up with your spouse. And it gives you little reminders throughout the day um, or throughout the week to do something special for your spouse or like, it's really cool. Does it like um, sync up with your love languages and stuff too? That'd be cool. It does. It does. Ooh, I like it. It's really cool. And it's got like these card decks. It's got all sorts of really cool stuff on it. Gottman's work is amazing. So, um, but yeah, I really like, I like anything that can be used to improve my mental health or the re- or the health of my relationships. So that's always pretty much what I'm looking for in an app um, or, you know, silly cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love that. Well, this is so enlightening. I feel like we could like bring you back at some point and do an entire podcast on cyberbullying and like dive into some of the things that that youth are experiencing and some of the things adults are experiencing and how we navigate some of that. So I don't know. Think about that. We'll maybe tap you in the future for that. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I think it's a huge issue right now. So I know you spoke to it a little bit as we talked, but I always like to close with with um, putting the mirror back on you and, and asking you about how your relationship is with social media. So you know all the right things um, and, and you know how it works and why it works, but how, how are you doing with it? How's your relationship with social media? I think that the <laughs> biggest thing that gets me, I get fear of missing out pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually reflecting on that because I knew this question was coming. I was reflecting on that. And the thing that gets me is um, all of, so I have two business pages and my personal page. And one of the biggest drivers for me is the fact that both of my business pages have like a time thing that will tell everybody in the world how fast I respond to messages. And for me, that really drives me. Like I want my business reputation to be good and I wanna be seen as 
you know, a responsible steward of my businesses. And so this goes back to that inner critic in me, right? Like I, so it's hard for me to be able to disconnect from social media because I have this fear that I'm going to miss a message or I'm going to like not respond quick enough, or I'm going to, I'm going to miss something and it's going to reflect poorly on me or one of my businesses. Mm. And I'm right now, I am the only one managing both of those business pages. So that little anxiety demon comes and grabs me and then that fear of missing out comes in. And so, um, when I told you that I will have to sometimes turn my phone off or turn it upside down or put it in a different room, that is the only way sometimes on, on, on days where I'm feeling extra anxious, I have to notice that for myself and actually intentionally remove my phone. Otherwise I will see it light up and it's hard for me to disconnect. It, it takes being extremely mindful for me. That's a good awareness. I wonder, I'm like all of a sudden over here, like now I'm in the, in the clinician's seat and I'm like, Hmm, there are some tools. I'm like, <laughs> Could you give me one? <laughs> Cause I'm like thinking about just, uh, just quickly thinking about, um, you can actually set like an auto responder to your Facebook messages and that counts as your response I have, time. I have that. And this goes into my perfectionism. That's not good enough. Oh, Elena. <laughs> I have that set for both my businesses and that's not good enough because everybody deserves individualized care and individualized attention. Guess who else deserves that? You. I know. <laughs> no, for real. This is like, honestly, this is where we have to be aware of our own patterns of thinking and those things that can can trip us up because this is one of mine. This is a mm -hmm. big pattern for me. And this is how social media exacerbates a pattern for me. Mm. That's yeah. great awareness. That is super great awareness. Well, just so you know, you are not alone in this. I mean, as social media managers, I mean, I have like 10 accounts I'm in charge of. Lacey has 30. You have so many. Like you look at her, it's, it's a scary. I mean, we all have just so many and honestly, like, when I got, I, I got my vaccine last week and I, all of a sudden it hit me just all of the stuff I've read all year, all the, like all everything. And I was thinking about it and I was like, oh my gosh. But honestly, I turn off all my notifications. Every single notification on my phone is off. And it's because when I'm on my computer, that's when I deal with it. When I'm off my computer, I don't look at, at it. So, but yeah, we all have to like choose different ways of, managing it it's and and you know what your uh priorities are so but i like that that's a lot. really good really good boundaries to have and i think that that's um i thought having like my three was bad hearing that and you guys are still like smiling insane is oh, it's because we turn off our notifications <laughs> yeah. i just see them ding and i'm like ah I know. No, and you that the sound too. Like sometimes, like I like I, that all the sounds are off. But when I'm in like the grocery store and I hear someone else's sound, I'll like have this like physical like like because I remember like it was it is it Pavlov's dog like you, your yeah. brain and you're like I was like Ugh. I'll be thinking about you know um, some terrible you know a, a typo that I published or something. I don't know. I don't know. It just brings in all this like all these mistakes that I've done and anything cortisol, oh cortisol, somebody, cortisol, cortisol, yeah, somebody's commenting or somebody is going off about masks <laughs> or Isn't that funny though, how you guys whatever. like you both have said, and I've acknowledged 
that like that sound alone, we know what that sound means and we know what it does in our body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are the awarenesses that I'm saying that like teaching young people that and teaching whoever is using social media, like when I hear that ding, I want to know how, how you feel. Mm -hmm. Like, is that immediate response in your body? Is that like a, <sighs> oh, I wonder if it's my grandma commenting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good comment. Point. Or is Aww. it, Ugh. Yep. and if it's, Ugh, then you need to question what you're doing on social media. Mm. Yep. I'm yep. going to write that as our social media post for this week. Like we're heading into mental health awareness month. What does your body do when you hear a notification? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's serious because like your your body will give you feedback as to what's happening in your world and in your life and that's not just with social media but with social media for sure everything it's fascinating how our how our emotions and how the physical responses and our emotions are so tied because i i can remember a time when a certain sound on my phone at a blackberry at the time it was a it was a boyfriend an ex-boyfriend and and there was a time when every single sound was like happy like oh yay and then the inevitable and then we broke up right and so then every time that sound happened i felt this like dread this like deep like like chill in your down gut. my spine mm. like ugh. even if it was like you know someone else but that you your brain and your body associates the, these sounds and then even when it's like past that time it remembers and i was just thinking about that and just how yeah we're, we're, we're like experimenting on ourselves <laughs> mm-hmm. well that's the thing is it's not even just with sounds i want you to be aware too when you see someone posting and you immediately, before you even read what they posted, you immediately have that visceral gut response. You might need to unfollow them. Mm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are so right. You're so right. Even yeah. people that aren't bad, bad. And mean, mm-hmm. but, but they just make where... you irritated immediately. Yeah, social media, we, a lot of people, or if you're choosing to keep them there, you need to be really clear with yourself why, why you're choosing to keep them there. A lot of people are peacekeepers. A lot of people are helpers. A lot of people are, oh, I can't rock the boat. I can't unfriend them. Then mute them. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You need to get really clear why you are not allowed to be safe on social media. Mm. Why your body is not allowed to be relaxed and safe. And you are not allowed to create a space where you are able to communicate with people connect with people, express yourself with people. And if you're not creating that space, no one's going to do it for you. Let's go ahead and call that good for today. Um, Elena, thank you so much. Thank you for, for, you know, really taking the time to dig into some of this for us and with us and, and looking at some of those new studies that are, are so interesting. I, I love proving right social media too like with the right mindfulness and intentionality knowing that it can be a benefit that's like our entire mission um at spry is is really being able to turn people into knowing and using social media for good so thank you so much for for your time and your energy and your effort with us here we're so grateful yeah and thank you for the work you're doing i think that that's a beautiful mission and i think that you know any way that we can spread safe use of social media is a beautiful mission. 
All right. Well, I hope that you both have a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope that everyone listening has a wonderful rest of the day. Listen to your gut when you're on social media. Be mindful, be mindful, be mindful. And always keep learning. Okay. We will talk to you soon. Bye.